Welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge Podcast, a show created by financial advisors for financial advisors. Are you ready for some straight talk about building and growing a financial services practice? Four advisors in different states at different firms that have each built $100 million plus practices from scratch the right way through hard work, doing the right thing, and having fun while doing it. It's time for you to get the edge. Here are your hosts, Brad Warhurt, Jeff Copeland, Jim Martin, and Greg Gonzalez. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Financial Advisors Edge podcast. Jeff here with Brad and Greg. Jim is away today, but um, the three of us are going to spend a little bit of time talking about goal setting today. Uh, especially for those of you that have big ambitions on growing to another level, certainly as we go year to year through the calendar year, but at any time you should be setting and updating your goals. So uh, before we get into the discussion, just a reminder, and one of the things we're going to talk about is community. Uh, We've got the Financial Advisors Edge community on Facebook, the private Facebook group. So go find us there and sign in. Um, and then also uh, be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast and share our podcast with those who you share your goals with and, and give us a five-star review in the process. So let's get into this subject today. And uh, actually, Greg did a video you can go back and watch in the Facebook group a few weeks ago now on goal setting. So Greg, why don't you talk through what, what you uh, were saying there and, and how that applies to what you're doing right now? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. So if you haven't already, like Jeff said, find us on Facebook, the Financial Advisors Edge podcast community and private group. So uh, ask to join and, and we'll uh, we'll welcome you in. And you can watch the video that I did. I think it's like a five minute video. But essentially what it what I was doing there is kind of showing just on a yellow legal pad how somebody might come up with their their new business goals, new AUM goals for uh, you know next year for 2023. And the time to do it is now. Don't wait until January or February to start putting your goals together. Think about it now. And so in my example, I said, okay, what if our goal was you know 15 million new assets under management? Maybe it's 12 million. I don't know. If you're Jim, it might be 20 or 30 million, right? Depending on where you're at in the business, this new AUM goal, uh, new assets under management goal is going to be different. Well, then in my example, what I was talking about was you've got to figure out, okay, what is what does your typical average client have as far as investments, right? And so in my example, if 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 we're saying, okay, um, it's it's half a million, right? Uh, $500,000, then you can kind of back in, okay, how many clients is it going to take to get to my $15 million goal? If, if your average client's a million bucks, well, that's a lot easier. And I'm not good with math, but I can do that. <laughs> it's going to take you 15 clients to reach your goal. And, and then the next step is to say, okay, how many prospects am I going to have to meet with Right, and and maybe it's one in every four that ends up becoming a client. I don't know. The, for for you know probably uh, Jeff and Brad, they may meet with two people, and one out of those two people is going to become a new client. So uh, so so figure that out too. Figure out how many prospects 
you're going to have to meet with. It, again, it might be one in every four, one in every three becomes a client, but, but put that down as well. And, and you can back in, okay, I, I know kind of how many new prospect meetings I need for the year to meet my goal as far as clients and then AUM. And, and by doing this, you're essentially just backing into it. And then what do you do next? Well, you got to come up with a marketing plan to say, how the hell am I going to get in front of all these people? How am I going to get these meetings? And then you can come up with a marketing plan and figure out, you know, how are you going to start these conversations with these people? Uh, it might be seminars. It might be, uh, it, you know, Edward Jones. You might be door knocking. You might be cold calling. You might be doing webinars. I, I don't know. That's for you to come up with. It, uh, I myself and and the guys like to have a lot of holes in the water, so to speak. So not all of our my prospects are coming from from one area. Yeah, you know, Greg, as you're talking, I'm thinking we all are, of course, getting clearer and clearer on how the internet works. It is big companies gathering data on us and then turning it into business for them. And I'm thinking what you said, you know, certainly in the early stages of your career, your number one goal is to contact as many people as you can. And so if you want to be thinking about that another way, it's to build your data. How many people do you need to be in contact with, meet with in order to, to gain one new client? So if you're early in your career, it's building that data for yourself. But if you're later in your career, uh, you need to be doing those. If you want to grow, you need to be doing those same activities, but probably a different way. So you're building a different data set. And so even if you're looking to grow, you still need to be talking to to new people and you need to create activity one way or another. So again, that applies it at whatever level you might be at, but I think it's especially true, honestly, that those that um, have had some success, but still want to grow, get away from those things that they did early on, number one, oftentimes, uh, but they also get frozen and they don't quite know what to do next or what to change to, to get a higher quality client than what they've been getting. So I, it's just interesting. Again, it's a similar thing, regardless of what stage of the business you're in, but it's probably harder for those that have been around a while. What do you think, Brad, with your experience? Yeah, I agree with that, Jeff. Uh, Greg, you mentioned something earlier that you would, I think you said you do in a notebook. I, I do in a, a Excel spreadsheet, which is odd because I really don't like spreadsheets all that much, but <laughs> it's, you know, in, in building some of these goals, it's, it's like, I, I, I don't know if I picked this up from Jim over the years or not, but knowing like everybody can say like, have you guys noticed on uh, um, some of the calls that we participated in for a service that will not be mentioned where when it's time to mark, when it's time to talk about goals and so many people's goal for next month is up, I want to bring in a million dollars for this month. I want to bring in a million dollars. So that's like the the standard, that's the Toyota Camry of investment advisor goals, right? Yep. And it's like, for me, I try to keep my goals actionable and things that I can control, right? And I think we've talked about that before that we can't really control how many assets come in the door necessarily on a month to month basis. But I, I like the idea of knowing, you know, if I mail if I mail ten thousand pieces of mail for a seminar, I like knowing I'm going to get you know 50, 25 to seventy five people to respond. I like to know that for every buying unit that's in a seminar, it typically will mean blank dollars in new assets. So you can build out your actionable goals with real metrics. Um, I've shared that with a couple of people that I that I I coach and, and mentor. 
when they're trying to to establish their goals and come up with a plan to reach them so that we know what we're we're not just saying i want to get a million dollars a month this year that's great how how many people do you have to talk to how many people do you have to advertise to in order to talk to that many people and and kind of drill it down from there um so i i do something similar to both of you just in slightly different way and I think putting together the goals, you, you mentioned, okay, the actions. So what is measurable? You know, if, if you're uh, if you're a veteran in the business, one of my goals last year was to do, to get back to do client appreciation events because, and I, and I know it's kind of selfish, but client appreciation events, they bring their friends and I always end up getting new business and new meetings out of them. And they're kind of fun to do. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't enjoy doing in this business. But, you know, that's something you can look at. That's something you can measure. You, you might say, okay, I want to do a client appreciation event quarterly. Okay. And that's one of my goals for the year. Um, one of my goals last year was I, I want to hire a new team member. And that took me quite a few months. I wasn't, I wasn't happy about how long it took me, but I did. Uh, it took me until the summer to finally get somebody that was good. And, and that, that improved my business. And I, I met my goal. So, so yeah, there's, there's, Obviously, new assets under management, new new business goals, maybe it's new revenue goals, however you want to do it. But I, I think the better goals are, you know, things that you can measure, the actionable items. You know, if I do this, this, and this, it might be, okay, I want to do a seminar once a month. That's something that you can measure and, and you can kind of, I use my notebook and I get pissed off at myself saying, you know, at the end of the year, like, hey, my goal was to do a seminar a month and I only did nine. That means I was three short. I was a, I was a lazy ass, and something helped. And something happened. And I, if I want to meet my goals, I got to make sure I, I, I hit them. So that's perfect, Greg. Though you, in your example right there, whose fault is that? It's only yours. Mine. You had total one hundred percent control over that. And I don't know if that was a serious thing. I think it was hypothetical, but you could have done all twelve seminars and maybe missed your asset goal just because of random fluctuation in the, the people that come or targeting or whatever the case may be, the market being down, but you can control that one a hundred percent. Absolutely. And it would, you know, something like that. It's just, I, I have had years where, you know, I look back and um, you know, there, there were some, you know, I wanted to do more seminars, but I mean, hell I ran out of money or, or whatever it was uh, as far as my marketing. So, so I also have goals as far as like a marketing budget every year. Uh, but when it comes down to it, why don't we hit our goals? I, I think it's because we make all these excuses. Oh, well, the market's down and I need to be doing this or I need to, you know, think of all the excuses these people come up, advisors, we as advisors come up with. And it, we just, you're just kind of lying to yourself. And, and it's easier, uh, it's just easier to make excuses and talk yourself out of doing the work. Uh, because building a practice like we've all built, I mean, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Who was, um, it was one of you that said in a past episode that a goal without it being articulated and written down is just a dream. It was a quote from Brian Tracy. I there you go. So it was, yep. you said it, Greg, that, I, that's what you're talking about right now, right? Lots of people are like, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of the million dollar a month goals, that's exactly, that's not a goal. That's something that's in the back of your mind that you're casually like, yeah, I would like to do that. That would be terrific. But that's not a goal. That's just an answer to a question. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, so as you guys know, as we walk people through this process of goal setting, um, we encourage them to focus on three, I do anyway, three major categories. So there are financial goals, and I would suggest those should be business and personal financial goals. Examples are debt elimination, savings accumulation, revenue cash flow, net uh, net cash flow from your business, uh, gross cash flow from your business. Those kinds of numbers are all uh, financial goals. But then you should also have a tangible health goal. Um, for most people, that's a weight goal, but it might be a, an exercise goal uh, or a activity goal or step goal or um, weightlifting goal that they're working toward. So you should have a health goal. And then the other one kind of depends on how you go about life. Uh, faith is important to you, or some people would call it spirituality, or I might just call it a happiness goal. And I think typically that includes uh, goals of how you want to spend your time or how you want to manage your time over any given period of time. So anybody should have tangible goals in all those areas. And I've heard this done different ways, but I like to personally have one goal in each of those areas and only one, one which then when I accomplish, I can move on to the next. Uh, that would be a, another level from that. But I would, again, one approach is to have one clear goal in each of those major categories so that you are hyper-focused on accomplishing that one thing. I don't know, does that, do you guys go about that in a similar way? Yeah, I, I've heard that before, Jeff. I've heard, you know, the other thing is I, I, it's probably in the spiritual or what's important to you, like family goals. Um, you know, if, if going on vacation with your, your wife and kids is important to you twice a year, taking the kids skiing or, you know, something like that. I, I, I don't know, uh, going on a fishing trip, like Brad likes to do, um, that might be <laughs> one of your goals. So, uh, but, but time away from the business, uh, you know, is, you know, the, that's, what's important to you. I mean, I'm going to take a step back and say, uh, hell, I didn't go on and <laughs> I don't really, I'm not a big vacation person and I'm a worker. Uh, and the first, I don't know, six or eight years, I never went on a vacation. I was kind of focused on prospecting and building a business. But uh, so I, I think it probably depends on where you're at. What about you, Brad? You know, so I'm going to throw one in there, one that I used. Oh, actually, first, I want to point out that it seems like, keep in mind for anybody listening, especially with Jeff, with what you said, keep in mind of when, of where people are in their careers and what their goals are, right? Jeff, as you're explaining yours, it, it very clear to me, at least that you um, you're really fine tuning your, your life. Actually, <laughs> you've already arrived. You already, you already, from what I know of you and your practice and your, you know, you've already accomplished 98% of what most people or anyone could hope to accomplish in life. So I think your goals are like, an extra coat of wax on your car to just make it absolutely perfect. So I, I don't want anybody to be confused that, you know, you can't have multiple goals or that, or that our goals should fit you. They're dynamic over time. Um, one, one goal, I don't think we talked about yet that I always make sure that I do once a year. I, I like to do something that's almost like my own flavor of continuing education. And I don't mean required FINRA continuing ed or to maintain my insurance license. <laughs> I mean, to go and learn something or learn from someone else um, 
just for a different perspective and do something to grow my knowledge base. And that could be, you know, that could be a, a conference or a mastermind in this industry. It could be um, an online class. It could be something at my local university, but I like to do something where um, uh, it's not for a specific purpose that I'm struggling with. It's just to expand my knowledge base. I like to do some type of activity like that through the year. It's funny you say that, Brad, because we've had a, a couple of comments, especially in our Facebook group and a couple of emails, uh, some listener requests of people wanting, you know, asking us to put on like a mastermind. And so we have kind of tossed that around and um, as, as far as like 2023 and, and doing something like that. So uh, so there may be a, a bigger announcement. Uh, so, so stay tuned if you're a listener, uh, but, but that, that's going to be neat because I even use our podcast. I get to learn from the three of you guys yeah. and hopefully share some of, you know, what, what works for me, but, but I will say one thing, Brad, and I think we talked about this on a future, um, podcast on a, on a past, uh, podcast, I'm sorry, is pay attention who you're taking advice from, who you're learning from. Because uh, there, there was this advisor that, that uh, at a conference one time that was, I mean, he had an opinion about everything. You need to be doing this, 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 you know, this, this, and had all these ideas. And then come to find out his, he was very, very unsuccessful, you know, so that's the wrong person to be taking advice from. So that's why I try to take advice from the three, uh, Brad, Jeff, and Jim, because you all three of your practices are bigger than mine. So there's a lot that I can learn from the three of you guys. Well, and I just think what you're saying is having a sense of community and being having somebody, number one, that you're taking input from on, on your, in this, for this discussion, goal setting, but then somebody you're sharing your goals with, I think is just as important. So especially those advisors that are sort of on their own, even if they're with a large firm, many of them are on their own in many respects. Uh, becoming a part of something, joining something like Brad said, uh, finding an industry-related event um, to attend and and connect with similar like-minded people at is really an important thing. You've challenged me, Jeff, with that. I'm going to, by the end of the year, I'm going to send the three of you my goals for 2023. And if, if you'll be so kind as to hold me accountable, and maybe we'll talk about it uh, at the end of 2023. And uh, see if I hit them, but but hold me accountable, and and hopefully I'll I'll have uh, accomplished them. Greg, I'll join you in that if we want to do that as a little uh, experiment. Yeah. Well, and and we can make listen. This will make us accountable. We'll maybe quarterly next year. We'll we'll mention our progress, maybe on a bonus episode or something. But there's the ultimate accountability, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so maybe if you can uh, talk about how did, for the two of you, your goals change as you went on to higher levels? Uh, how did they compare now to what they were early on, Brad? How, how would you answer that? The most noticeable thing is, for me, it was more when earlier in my career. So I would do like, um, I would do workplace, like educational mini seminars, lunch and learns, info sessions at employers where I had some type of um, where I was some part of the benefits plan, and usually the retirement plan, actually exclusively the retirement plan. So earlier on, my goals would be something like 
not something like literally, I wanted to do 80 um, on-site info sessions, lunch and learn, some version of that per year, 80 per year. And I also wanted to do uh, six seminars per year on a on a specific topic that was applicable to my niche. Um, so it was very like, I almost look at it like tactical, right? Like that was the tactical new goal, like very specific action, right? I'm trying to, and as I got, as I grew and as my practice grew, my goals became more what I feel are like strategic goals. Like Greg, you mentioned earlier about, you know, uh, bringing on a, an assistant, right? That was a goal at one point, actually. And right now it's it's bringing on another one because another goal was bringing on a junior partner, which I did this year. So it became less about like the nitty gritty of the business of like, I want to make 300 dials a day, or I want to do six seminars a year. It, it migrated from that to more of almost like migrated from sales goals to practice management and efficiency goals is what I've noticed over time. And there were absolutely, um, absolutely growing pains in, in making that trans transition and, and you guys, as well as Jim and a, and a couple other people that have kind of mentored me along the way were instrumental in, in making that transition successfully. Yeah. How about you, Greg? How have your goals changed over time? I'm, I'm glad Brad went first because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I would, I would have to say, as he was talking, I was thinking about my own goals and yeah, how they have changed. You know, for example, uh, when I was starting out, my goals were, Hey, I want to, I want to make it. I want to be, I want to still be a financial advisor next year and not fail out of the business. And then they kind of grew and grew and grew and they have become more, I guess, less about me and more about the clients and the business. So I'm, I'm always thinking now, what can we do more? What can we be, we be doing more for our clients to help them to provide a better service? So, so continuing to improve, uh, I guess the, the the outcome of not only their lives but what what they're looking for from our service um, and, and also building around myself you know so building the team around me has become more and more important um, as I've gone on so it's so it, in the very beginning I wasn't thinking anything about my team or you know I, I was just trying to get clients one by one kind of like stacking wood. Um, and, and it's it's really really evolved, and and now I, I think the goals, as far as the marketing and business development, that has really really changed. Um, so uh, so now I'm trying to do more of what I enjoy. Uh, I mean, it has to get results, of course, but but more of what I enjoy uh, to to keep me engaged. So yeah, so I I want to point something out here back on you know I think we've all mentioned you know, in, in networking with other advisors at successful ones at your level, above your level, whatever. Um, I think it's, it's really, really important. Um, actually here, I'll, I'll address this now. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we got, um, we had like a three-star review a couple of months ago from someone we were talking about, um, advisors that inherit businesses from usually, I think the word that Jim uses is daddy, <laughs> but it could be anyone, right? So I want to point out number one for anybody listening, we're making a joke. It's not malicious. Um, chill out. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it, but here's where, here's where, if it seems like it's a, it's a malicious comment and I, I we all participate in a, in another type of mastermind group. And uh, we all, I'm sure we all know who we're talking about, but there is a particular person that seems to repeatedly talk about their goals, 
that are absolutely very clearly not going to help anyone and in fact probably hurt them in their ability to survive and grow in this business. And the reason is this particular person is absolutely walked into a giant book of family business. And our podcast is not targeted towards that person necessarily um, because we're, we're, we're trying to share what we did to grow and it just doesn't apply to that person. And what they're doing doesn't apply to us either. Um, so make sure that when you're, when you're trying to develop your goals and network and talk with people that you're talking to people that can actually help you develop your goals and keep you accountable. Um, yeah. I, I just want to point that out now because I, I kind of see a lot of, um, a lot of where our goals are, are targeted and how they grew over time. But I can envision this conversation going with someone that has an experience that's that's different where it's just not going to help you. Um, yeah. I mean, how can you learn from someone if, if they haven't gone through what you're going through, right? right. It, it's like, it's like I, if I was going to hire, um, you know, Mark McGuire to teach me how to run. Yeah, he was successful. Mark McGuire was a very, very successful professional athlete. But he's right. never done what I've done, you, you know, as, as far as, you know, building a, a, a financial planning practice. Uh, but yeah, sure. He's successful. He's, he's a multimillionaire. So, but yeah, I, uh, that I glad, uh, Brad, I'm glad you, you mentioned that anybody. So we're not trying to, you know, downplay or take anything away from someone that, you know, inherited their father's practice. I mean, no. Yeah, you know that that's not that's not the point of you know that that past discussion at all. So uh, no, it's, yeah. just, it's just dangerous when I think that you go and um, yeah, you know, when when someone in that position then goes and preaches to people that they just don't appreciate their struggle. And I see you know another thing. If you're like, you know, when I was we Greg, I think you and I talked about this before. It'd be like you talk when we're new in the business and would talk to other you know veteran advisors about you know how where do you get your new business? And the answer is always rollovers or referrals and it's like be more specific please <laughs> like, or i can't uh, what do you want me to give me referrals from my mom she's my only client right now you, you know and it just wasn't helpful and that's what we're tr- we're not trying to offend anyone hopefully most people see it as you know entertaining because that's what it's meant but we're we're trying to help people that are where we were in the thick of it um and trying to get to the next level, not someone that walked into the building at the penthouse. Yeah. We're trying to get up there. So I, I got a, I, I got a really funny story. You guys, I think I've told it to Jim before, but, um, and, and Jeff, look at the time. If, if we're running long, let me know. But, uh, but anyway, I was at this conference, this financial conference this one time, and it was, there were, they had some, some, a panel of like top advisors. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to learn from these guys. Right. I'm going to learn, figure out how they got to the top. And, and I had my notepad, my notebook there, at, you know, with pen, and I was going to write all this stuff down. And after about 15 minutes, I got up and walked out. But the first guy gets, gets up on there. He goes, yes, I was a wholesaler for uh, 12 years. And um, uh, he, he, he took his, his business from zero to $225 million in five years. And I was thinking, wow, that guy, this is a guy I can learn a lot from. And the whole story was basically he was a wholesaler. He connected with a bunch of gray hairs, with a bunch of old advisors that were going to be retiring in a certain area. And he said he basically convinced them to to sell their practices to him 
And within five years, he hit, he had bought like three or four different practices. And all of a sudden in five years, he's got $225 million. He was a wholesaler five years ago. And you know what? That's a cool idea. If you're talking to someone that used to be a wholesaler. Right. Right. Like that would be great for them, except the number of people that enter the industry that way is probably six <laughs> of all time. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? yeah. like, and that's not even to say like, hey, you know, you're a 28 year old kid and like, you know, you're going to take over your dad's business. And, uh, you know, they had a quick exit and uh, you had to scramble to hold the thing together. Like if you ran into someone else that was in that same situation, you'd probably have a, a lot of great advice and goals to help them. It's just, you know, there's nine of those guys. Well, actually, there's a lot more than nine of those guys, but it's still not most people, right? right? So just keep that in mind when you guys are putting our advice into practice, if you are or at least considering it um, when you're talking to other people. And certainly when you're leaving us a review, come on, man. <laughs> well, if you're that upset about it, listen, fireside chat, probably Monday night, I'll post it in the Facebook. We can talk <laughs> about your feelings. It's okay. <laughs> And yeah, well, so, the guy's uh, gonna say the good thing is about I think when we've learned the people that are attracted to us and what we're offering are growth minded, you know. And it's even there's one there's how did you get to where you are today, wherever that is, low, medium, or high. Uh, but then what uh, to the subject of goals? What are your goals from this point forward? And so many people get complacent in this business at kind of modest levels of their potential. And I mean, again, the people that are attracted to us and the groups we coordinate are far more growth oriented, willing to make changes, willing to do things differently. So even if you did walk into a great deal, um, if you want to aggressively grow that business, well, there's a lot to take away from somebody that did it in an entirely different way, because cruising will not get you to grow quickly. There's just no two ways about it. And so, so there is a, there's a way to Brad's point to, to see that halfway and sure you may have had an easy path to where you are today, but now if you really want to grow from wherever you are now uh, to the next level, then there's a different approach you're going to need to take in order to get there. And and I think uh, especially as you're, as you're younger in the business, you kind of keep raising the bar right? I didn't stop when I got 30 million AUM, but that was my goal at one point was to get 30 million AUM, right? But why did I keep going? Well, because I I wanted more. I raised the bar. My vision of what I wanted changed. It modified. So I had to change. This this happened last time we had a similar discussion. This came up far too late because we are about out of time, but um, I always encourage everybody have a tangible goal and then have a tangible reward for yourself or whoever participated in that goal. So whether that be your coworkers in your office that are supporting you um, or for yourself or for your family or whoever it might be, be sure and have a tangible result that when we do this thing, this is what you're going to see as a result of it, whether it's purchasing something, going somewhere, taking a week of time off, giving your support people a week or not a week, some days off, whatever that might look like to get other people invested in the goal, number one. But second, so you actually recognize for yourself that you accomplished something uh, before you then just go on to the next goal. Again, Brad, I think it was you and me talking about this, that 
we've blown through so many goals. We've forgotten what they were half of the time Yeah. Um, now because they just they go back far enough. So I always say, be sure you have a tangible thing, whether it's an object or an experience or whatever to celebrate your accomplishments before you then move on to the next level goal. And hopefully then a next level reward to go with that goal. Um, yeah. So closing thoughts on that subject or anything else you guys? Um, you know, just to people listening, I know we touched a couple of times on briefly on, you know, that rewarding yourself, health goals, happiness goals, you know, don't, um, don't discount those things, right? This, this business is a grind and a lot of it is a, is a mental will game with yourself. So they may sound like, uh, kind of a tangent, but they're really not. Make sure that you pay attention to those too. But also, uh, my final thought: this should prove to anyone that's listening that we uh, we're truly uh, winging it here. We're not scripted. I just realized, Jeff, as you were talking, I mentioned the uh, the fireside chat on Facebook that we're going to try on Monday. Except then I also realized there's no way in hell this episode is going to air before that. So if anybody comes to the Facebook group expecting to see this post. Yeah, probably isn't going to be there anymore. Unless people, you know, unless it goes over really well, then we'll do another one. But apologize for that. Apologize to three-star review guy. Uh, uh, that's it. How about this? Join join the Facebook group, Financial Advisors Edge Community, and then tell Brad you want him to do. Whenever you hear this and whenever you land on the page, then tell Brad that you want him to do another fireside chat. There you go. Thanks for saving me, Jeff. <laughs> Greg, closing thoughts from you or related to anything we talked about? Yeah, I uh, first of all, if you haven't joined our, our Facebook group, the Financial Advisors Edge uh, community, podcast community, go ahead and join us. There's, I think we've got like over 150 people or close to 150 people at this point. So it's really exploded. Leave us a comment in there. Uh, tell, tell Brad you want a, a fireside chat. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but we, uh, we have a friend, BC, he, he, whenever he hits one of his goals, he takes his family out for ice cream. That's what he does every <laughs> single time. <laughs> so, uh, so it could be something small like that to kind of celebrate, you know, that might be your reward is, is taking your family out for ice cream every time you get a, a new client or something like that. So, uh, figure yeah, every out. Every time somebody you meet at the grocery store sells their business for $30 million and calls you out of the blue to drop it into a fee-based account. Yeah, absolutely. That's warranting. You know what? I would get a Sunday. actually. I would not even go with just ice cream. I would totally get a Sunday and a steak if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Going all out. So, Well, thanks, guys. This was great fun. And uh, be sure, again, to give us a, a, a subscribe to the podcast. Give us a great review. Uh, share us with your peers that you share your goals with and uh, be sure to stay tuned for more episodes. So we'll catch you next time. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the show. Check us out at thefinancialadvisorsedge.com if you want to learn more about us. If you enjoyed the content, make sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about us. The opinions that are expressed in the shows are that of each host only and don't necessarily reflect the opinion of the other hosts. Like the weather, our opinions can change. This podcast isn't intended to provide tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified professional. We cannot guarantee our opinions or forecasts are right. See you next week.